You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Joe Neal, Sam Hauser, Yankees and Dodgers tonight at 8 o'clock here on 1017 The Team. A reminder, we've got USL soccer for you tomorrow night. El Paso Locomotive comes to town to face New Mexico United, a crowd of over 10,000 expected on Devin Sandoval night. But joining us now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline to talk some college athletics is Steve Berkowitz. He's with the USA Today. And uh, Steve, read your story about the California Assembly passing this bill allowing college athletes to be paid by schools. Now, we've been talking about the NIL uh, for a long time here, but now we're getting into actually schools budgeting money that would go back to the student-athlete basically based on their respective athletic department revenue. Is that the way you see it, Steve? Yeah, I mean, that's what the bill would do. Uh, you know, the bill has, been, has now passed through the Assembly. It goes now on to the state Senate. Um, so it's not a done deal by any stretch. It would also have to be signed by the governor. Um, but, yeah, they, they, that's, the, that's the basic gist of the deal. I mean, the other part of this uh, is that there are a whole bunch of other uh, you know, health and safety and educational uh, components that are part of the bill that would uh, become requirements of the schools. And in addition to that, there would be a regulatory body that would be created under the bill that would be charged with uh, overseeing and enforcing the rules that are being put into place by the bill. So as a, for instance, Colleges and universities would be required every year to report and post publicly on a website how they're complying with Title IX. Um, the bill also calls for creation of a replacement document for what is currently the National Letter of Intent. Um, and that letter, that agreement, uh, would have to be used not only by every school in the state of California, but it would have to be used if a school from outside of the state of California was wanting to recruit and get a commitment from an athlete who is in school in the state of California. Wow. Uh, so, it's, so, it's a, so it's a, it's a pretty wide reaching piece of legislation. Um, and, you know, obviously the, the highlight piece of it is the prospect of athletes uh, getting uh, compensated based on team revenue. Uh, there wouldn't, that compensation wouldn't be assured it would depend on revenue levels, but yeah, it does open the possibility of athletes being paid because they're playing on the team and being paid by the school. Yeah, talk about camaraderie. I mean, you know, schools try to emphasize, you know, the football players to support the softball teams and so on and so forth. Uh, the way I read this is that, uh, you know, say a football team, you know, was to win a national championship and a basketball team was to win a national championship, uh, that the, the players on the tennis team would, would, re would receive the same amount of money. It's pretty clear cut that all the student athletes would benefit from the success of these individual teams within these athletic programs? Is that the way uh, it is, Steve? Um, that it's not quite that direct, um, but what the basic, the basic, uh, and the, the, the formula to sort of determine the, whether payments would be required and how that's all put together is pretty complicated. But what this would do is that if, the, if, if you had a situation 
where payments were required to the players, the it would create a pool of money that would have to be divided 50-50 between female athletes and male athletes. How that would be divided within each team, for team, team to team, might vary. So it's possible gotcha. that the athletes on one team would be paid more than the athletes on another team. And that, again, gets into some of the complexities of the formula. But what would occur if payments are made to a particular team, the athletes on that team each would be given the same amount of money individually. And the way it would work is that athletes would be able to get up to $25,000 in cash in any one year if they were required under the financial formula to be given more than $25,000 the amount above 25000 would essentially be put into an account that the athletes would be able to get upon graduation or if they left school in good standing, uh, they would you know, they have the ability to they had have the ability to collect that money later. Okay, uh, so obviously this would include USC and UCLA, right? I mean, uh, you know, two California schools that everybody knows are skipping town uh, to participate in the Big Ten, but they would fall under these guidelines, correct? Yes, the, 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 these rules would apply to both public schools and to private schools. So, so uh, you know, the, the, the NIL money from what we're reading, you know, is off the charts at, at, you know, USC and the football and, of course, you know, with UCLA basketball, USC basketball, for example, and I know there's a bunch of other schools in California. So any of this money that was coming from the schools in, in, a, lot, in, in a lot of cases would be in addition to what some of these student-athletes are making with their NIL deals, correct yes that's correct this has not this this is this is compensation that has that, that that would be occurring separate and apart from any individual nil money that the athletes were able to arrange for themselves so steve going back a few years now before any of us even really knew what nil was california was at the forefront of that trying to get legislation in place to start that process and you know, I just I just remember so vividly there, there was it was like people were running around with their hair on fire at the thought of that even being a possibility. Do you imagine? How do you imagine the reaction to this will continue to be compared to what we saw now that we've at least had a little bit of experience and time with with NIL, even even though they're they're two separate conversations. No, I think this would be pretty similar, and that's why people all over college sports are really watching what's going on in California. Uh, I recently watched a sort of seminar that involved the CF, the chief financial officers of a bunch of different athletics departments around the country, uh, and the CFO at the University of Nebraska was very in tune with what was going on in the state of California. So, you know, people all over the country are keeping an eye on this. Members of Congress uh, who have taken an interest in potentially having national legislation connected to NIL, are aware of what's going on and are keeping an eye on it. And keep in mind, what California is doing here is not, this is not an NIL law. So while there's been a lot of conversation about the need to standardize NIL laws, um, the, the California legislation is not an NIL bill. So you, you know, that creates a little bit different 
uh, kind of challenge as you're trying to create a federal bill if what you're hoping to do is standardize the entire operation. Uh, and I don't know whether or not, you know, I don't know how a bill becoming law in California around this would factor into any potential federal legislation. Well, and, and that's kind of the, the next place that I want to go with this. We're talking to Steve Berkowitz. He writes for USA Today. He's with us here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. He's got a piece, California Assembly Passes Bill Allowing College Athletes to Be Paid by Schools. And we've been hearing the, about the, the talks about the possibilities of federal legislation, Steve, for, for a couple of years now. But it seems like more and more states are trying to get ahead of that before the NCAA does end up passing any legislation or before Congress ends up trying to get any federal legislation going. Is this kind of along the same lines of try to try to maybe not rush it through, but if we want to make this happen, like now is our window? Well, I mean, th- these are sort of two different things. I mean, again, if, if a federal law would overwrite and override state laws around NIL, depending on how a federal bill is, drafted and put together, you know, for a state to hurry through and do this, the federal law would override it anyway. Um, The sort of potentially more interesting question with regard to a federal law is how a federal law would potentially impact ongoing litigation against the NCAA and the major conferences. 